What's up, everybody? This is episode 14 of the One Question Podcast. I'm your host, David, joined by my co-host, Lindsay. What's up, everyone? Pastor Carrie. Hey, what's up, everyone? And just to give you a little insight, if this is your first time listening, the One Question Podcast starts with one question that often leads to another question and another question and another question. Typically about faith, even though Pastor Carrie is trying to push forward some about cereal. So we'll see how that goes. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. Is today's question going to be about cereal? Not quite. Oh, not quite. Mm. We'll get there one of these days, y'all. It's Just keep sad listening. Day. <laughs> <laughs> um, but hey, um, we're so glad y'all are joining us. Maybe you are curious about God and faith in this whole thing. We are so thrilled that you would honor us by joining our conversation that we have today. Maybe you have been following Jesus a long time or a short time and you're looking to continue continue to grow in that relationship. We're also glad you are here. So whatever that looks like for you, we hope that this conversation would really just encourage you to take a step forward um, closer to Jesus and finding out who he can be in your life. That's great. That's great. Today's question, it revolves around prayer. Oh man, you, you got my hopes up I know, on cereal. mine too. Hey, I don't could, even like cereal. Could someone <laughs> out there, one of our listeners, we ask you guys to send in questions every time we do this to one question at beachchurchjacks.com. Ask a question about cereal. Don't that, do way, it. that way don't there do will it. be more than just me on this. <laughs> anyway, today's question. Captain, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, so, prayer. Can our prayers change God's mind? I hope so. I have a lot of good ideas, a lot of good <laughs> prayers. <laughs> I tend to think I'm a little bit smarter than God on some days. Just kidding. Mm. <laughs> no, but really, I think we all have that. I yeah. think we all have that sense of, oh, I know exactly what God should do. Let me tell him. Uh, and we tend to approach prayer in that way. So, so I think it's good for us to maybe define a little bit. What is prayer? Sure. Absolutely. Yeah, to me, prayer in its simplest form is it's talking to Jesus. It is conversing with God, with Jesus, with the Holy Spirit. It is um, having a relationship with him um, and spending time with him. I think it's multifaceted. I think it's a place to seek guidance, ask for healing, um, freedom from addictions, and all of those things, even just giving thanks for the world in which Mm -hmm. we live or our lives that we have and all the things around us. So many different things can kind of go into that sort of conversation that we have with God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree with everything you guys have said. To me, it, it really is that it's that connection with God. It's talking to him. Uh, it's the relationship there. You know, sometimes prayer is me talking. Sometimes prayer is God talking. Mm-hmm. Sometimes prayer is us both just sitting silently. Uh, sometimes to me, anyway, prayer is active and movement. I love to pray like when I run. Um, yeah. That's great. I wish I could say the same thing, but I don't run. So <laughs> I pray while I sit and <laughs> eat my dinner. Um, but, but yeah, so, so I think we get into this a little bit of like why should we pray if, if prayer is talking to the God of the universe who knows all things and he's already going to kind of do what he wants, what is the point of praying? I think this is one of my favorite theological questions because it gets into this idea of the will of God and the will of man. Uh, And how I would answer this is I believe that God has given man will to choose 
life with him or life without him. Now, within the context of giving man that will to choose, and that that means we make our own decisions. That means God's not a puppet master up there just pulling the strings, and uh, he knows, you know, David's going to part his mustache for <laughs> us, right? Uh, <laughs> yes, God's does. not making that happen. And so prayer really is our ability to talk with God about what's going on with our lives, seek guidance, seek Jesus's uh, movement within our lives. And we see that God opens the door to that, even though he is sovereign, which which just means he reigns over all, it's all under him. Somewhere within that realm of his will, he has created space for us to have will and for us to move. And so one of the ways I think about this is like a parent uh, with young children. Ideally, are we we'll the say children that way. or the parents? <laughs> so ideally, and I think about this like I know uh, David's kids. You know, in David's house, uh, David and his wife uh, they work together and they set up the boundaries of the house. Uh, now, within that context, uh, their kids are there, and so you know it's time for dinner. Uh, there is a space within dinner for how the kids go about eating their meal they're not sitting there saying hey you got to eat this thing first and then this thing second and then this bite and and you need to ask your sister what her day was like and right they're not dictating all of that yet they are still the parents in charge of that household and what's happening within that we sometimes have to dictate a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think that's I think that's such a beautiful picture and illustration that yes, God is in control and all things are within his will, but there is a way in which we were created in his image and he's given us movement and freedom yeah. to be able to contribute to what that looks like. Well, and if you think about that idea of us being created in his image, we are the only species that create things. Mm. Like all species reproduce, but we're the only species that create new things, that take things that have been here, uh, put them together, and then, oh, like, hey, we got an iPhone. It's not like cows are out there making iPhones, that right? That we know of. That we know of. And, and so there is that unique relationship that huh. God has with us to where he desires to have that communion, that intimacy, that that conversation. And that's really where prayer comes out of, is it comes out of God's desire to be close to us and his desire for us to have this relationship together. Mm -hmm. I think about my husband, Cole, you know, we used to work together. And so when you get home and you ask like, how's your day at work? It's like, well, you were there for most <laughs> of it. But, but it wasn't this like, okay, well, I'm not going to tell you because you were there mm -hmm. or because you know, we're going to continue to talk and have mm -hmm. new enlightenments because we care about each other and love each other mm -hmm. and want to be closer. And conversations, I think, are what drive so much of that. Yeah. Um, um, I think the other reason why we pray is because we are commanded to. If we have decided to follow Jesus and made that decision, you know, God says in 1 Thessalonians 5.17 to pray without ceasing. Um, and so we, I think in our, you know, we try to rationalize, well, why should I pray if he already knows and, and all of this? But it's like we're just, we're commanded to pray. And so if we trust and love Jesus, we trust and obey that as well. That's great. That's great. So, 
can the prayers actually change God's mind? If he's made up his mind about something, can they, can they change? Do we want to change God's mind? Oof. Oh, <laughs> next question. Um, oh, that's a that's a great question. I think you bring up a great point there, Lindsay. You know, are are we trying to be in the position of being God, and do we believe that we know more than He does? And so that's why sometimes I think a really great prayer is not God. Let me give you my laundry list of what I want. Tell me what you want. Right, show me your heart, Lord, in this situation. I might bring a concern to you. I, I might bring a relational strife, uh, and, and I think sometimes, you know, if we have relational strife, like David and I are at odds, I'm, you know, and I'm like, God, you got to change David's heart. Mm. Perhaps I need to say, Hey, God, give me your heart. Mm-hmm. so I can understand David and where he's coming from. And I think that gets to what you're talking about a little bit there. Like, is it right for us to put ourselves in the position of God with God? I think he has grace for that. Um, but I think what I see is prayer being that time where he's slowly changing my heart mm-hmm. to reflect more the heart of Jesus. Uh, and going back a couple of episodes, we've talked about this a little bit here and there. You know, we were created in the image of God. And that means I'm created in the image of Jesus. And what we understand from reading the New Testament is then when I place my trust in Jesus, the Holy Spirit enters and is in this process of transforming us into the likeness of Jesus. So what's he doing? He's bringing us back to that original creation where we were created in. And so prayer is partly a time to allow the Holy Spirit in to do some of that work. Yeah. And I was thinking like, Specifically with that question, can we can we change God's mind with prayer? To me, my my mind immediately runs to heavy illnesses. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. asking for miraculous healing when we've been mm-hmm. told by doctors and medical professionals that there's no hope. Mm-hmm. And um, I think God wants us to mm-hmm. to reach out to Him in those times. And yeah. God wants us to talk to Him in those times. Well, and I think we have to be careful to not just assume God's already made a decision on something. Right. You know, it's like, oh, this person's sick in the hospital. Oh, God's already made the decision. They're out, and I'm going to pray on their behalf, and suddenly he's going to change his mind and think that's a much better path. I, I think he has more of, I I perceive he has more of a partnership with us as humans and as people than just, hey, he's already made the decision. We have to change that mind. Sure. So as you were talking about that, it kind of made me think, you know, we – we experience, yeah, heavy illnesses or job loss or this or that in our lives that we pray to God about. And I think something that I often do is ask other people to pray with me. You mm-hmm. know, I know as a staff, we recently experienced, you know, our, our kids pastor had COVID and was pregnant and was sorting through all of that. And I know we came together on campus um, and across our community to be praying for her. And it's like, okay, so why is there more power in prayer when there's more people praying? Does that, you know, does God change his mind? Is there a bigger chance of him changing his mind if more people are Mm -hmm. coming and asking him? And again, to me, that gets back into that changing his mind. How do we know that that wasn't in his mind to start with? Yeah. yeah. You you know, and and so when I think about this, I also think about uh, 
you know, the whole changing his mind, there's a great passage in Genesis where um, there are these cities and God is just going to wipe them out. Mm-hmm. And I love the back and forth that he has with Abraham. Abraham's got compassion for these cities. And, and it's not that God doesn't have compassion for these cities. But as we talked about in a previous episode, justice comes forward. His wrath comes forward. And so uh, God tells Abraham, I'm going to do this. And Abraham gets into this little bargaining with with him as if he knows better than God. And so he says, ah. But if, would you really wipe this out? He's, he's appealing to the mercy of God. Would, he, would you really wipe this city out if there were 50 right. righteous guys in there? I don't remember the actual numbers, but I think right, it's yeah. 50, 20, and like 10. 10 or 5. <laughs> right? And so they kind of go through this back and forth. Would you really do it if they're 50? And guys like, well, if they're 50 righteous, then, you know, we'll do that. And I mean, that even gets into sovereignty of God. Didn't God already know if there were 50 or not? Like, why is he having a conversation with Abraham? So then it's 20. Well, okay. So, and then he comes back and God's like, well, there's not 20. And Abraham's like, well, what about if there's 10? Well, there's not. And, and so it's through this process of conversing with God, the, this prayer going on between Abraham and God, that it's not Abraham changing God's mind. It's God helping Abraham to see his bigger picture of what he's trying to accomplish in the world, which which is justice. And it is a picture of why we need Jesus. We need a covering for that wrath of God specifically. Uh, and, And so there is that sense of Abraham's having a conversation. If there was one righteous there, would it have changed God's mind? Well, yes, God opens the door for that. However, God already knows there isn't. So how are you going to change his mind for what he already knows is when he sits outside of time and eternity that we are in and limited to? So <laughs> with Ooh, the, that's a heavy to say, but. <laughs> that's a, I think that's a great example. And, and I love the way in which you kind of postured that where you're saying that maybe it's the way we're thinking about it or approaching it. And we're not I trying to so. understand the heart of God. Mm-hmm. I think that's a great way to look at it. Follow up. <laughs> what, what's the point then? Like, why do we need to pray? Mm-hmm. If, if God knows everything, if everything's already set into motion, if everything's mm-hmm. there, what, like, what's the point of yeah. prayer then? I love, so there's this quote from John Piper, and he says, you know, think about it. The creator of the universe with infinite wisdom and infinite power and infinite goodness is telling us finite, fallible, sinful creatures to ask him to do things that we think would be good for the glory of his name and for the good of the world. Like how beautiful that is. And so I love your point of of prayer, not being necessarily how we change God's mind, but how we align our hearts more with what he already has planned and how beautiful that he allows us to be part of that. Like, I think we can take prayer for granted a lot of times, Mm -hmm. like things could just go on happening the way they're going to happen. Um, but the fact that God even invented and created Mm -hmm. prayer, not only as a means for us to communicate with him Mm -hmm. and grow deeper in our relationship, but also to be able to ask him things and petition him and thank him and to be, part of that. You know, I think about my friends who don't know Jesus and um, the times that they have come eventually into that relationship with Jesus, how 
much I loved being able to be like, yeah, I got to pray for them. Mm -hmm. Like God could have just done that without me. He didn't need me to pray, but I was so much more invested. And yeah, that partnership. In love with that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and I would answer that uh, again back to that it's God changing our hearts. It, it's putting myself into a posture of humility enough to say, yeah, I mean, if creator of heaven and earth is going to let me in and, and talk, to me, why wouldn't I put myself in that place to have that conversation with him and to gain greater understanding? And I think there's a real humility that we take uh, in that step of saying, God, show me and recognizing, hey, you're you, I'm not you, uh, and, and I need your wisdom in my life. Yeah, because even on like a smaller scale, think about, you know, if you were able to have an audience with the president of the United States, political views and thoughts aside, you know, like if you could go sit with the president and he asked you like, hey, what do you think about this? Like, well, you wouldn't sit there silent and be like, well, you're going to do whatever, you know, like mm -hmm. you would, even though he knows probably so much more of the ins and outs of what's yeah. going on, like to be able to be given a partnership in that would be mm -hmm. amazing. Sure. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So we've made up our mind. We're going to do it. We're going to start talking to God. How? How should we do it? Is there a right or a wrong way to do it? What I think's funny about this is most people already are anyway. Uh, whether you believe in God mm -hmm. or not, you know, you get to these moments in life where you're helpless mm -hmm. and you're going to cry out to something mm. or someone. And so uh, I think there within us there is created a drive towards the creator and crying out to him and, and so I think in those times it it can be a very basic I need you mm -hmm. right in, in recognition and acknowledgement of I need you yeah and I to me there is no wrong way to pray I think it's simply about the posture that we approach prayer with um, and having this humility this sense of of I want to communicate with you. And I think it's not about these are the right words and I have to have my head bowed and my eyes closed, but it's more about like what is the position of your heart as you approach prayer. Yeah, I love what the Apostle Paul says in Romans chapter 8, verse 26. He says, In the same way the Spirit helps us in our weakness, for we do not know how we ought to pray. So if you're out there listening and you're like, I just don't know how to pray, hey, you're in a good spot. Yeah. Paul says that's all of us. So even the professional Christians who you're looking at, like they're such better prayers than I am. Paul says, nope, they don't know how to pray either. He says, for we do not know how we ought to pray, but the Spirit, the Holy Spirit himself, intercedes for us with groans too deep for words. And I love that. Paul's telling us that, that where the position of our heart is, the Holy Spirit's going to come, grab that, and he's going to bring it to God on our behalf with whatever that emotion is, that feeling is, that lack of emotion that we might have. He's going to bring that on our behalf to God. It's really beautiful. Yeah, it's kind of like what you talked about at the beginning, Pastor Carrie, about, you know, like you pray even when you're running. Like, to me, there doesn't need to be this, all right, dear God, amen. Like, if our lives, like, it's not just a slot in our schedule that we mm -hmm. have this prayer, but if our entire lives, like, if the reflex of our heart mm -hmm. to whatever is going on, good or bad, um, is prayer, to me, that is that is how to pray, is to live a life that 
is in constant communion with Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're looking for, I was going to say, uh, you, you talked about this in a message not too terribly long ago. Yeah. And I had never thought about it before, but it was the Lord's Prayer. And you were talking about mm-hmm. how the Lord's Prayer isn't something we can just memorize. I mean, we can, but it's not, that's not all it is. <laughs> Maybe not all of us you know. can memorize it. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> He's been really struggling. It's really big. It's really big. Uh, no, but I had never thought about it as being like an example of how to and yeah. then replace like sort of modern vernacular with. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so Matthew 6, 9 through 13, if you're not familiar with the Lord's Prayer, this is generally in Scripture where that comes from and what happens is Jesus's disciples, his closest followers, they see him praying. And so, mm-hmm. you know, another, why should we pray? Well, Jesus did. He thought it was pretty yeah. important. He yeah, did it <laughs> all the time. Uh, but they come to him and they say, hey, teach us how to pray. And so he, he shares, this then is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. So you're recognizing who God is and you're giving him honor and glory. Uh, Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. You're saying, hey, I want your will over my will. And think of the order he does this, right? He's acknowledging, then he's your will over my will. Part of what we talked about today is prayer is shaping my heart to God's heart, mm-hmm. not God's heart to my heart. He says, give us today our daily bread. We ask for provision in our lives. Forgive us our debts. So we ask for forgiveness as we also for, have forgiven our debtors. So we're saying, I'm taking action. If you're going to mm-hmm. forgive me, I'm going to practice that back to other people and lead us not to into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one, provide that protection that we need. And so I I love that the Lord's Prayer, just as a model example, like if you're just starting praying, stop and pause at each of those verses just to say, you know, what do you have uh, as give us today our daily bread? What do you have to give God thanks for? right? And be able to fill in that blank. Who do you need to forgive? How has he forgiven you? And those are some first steps and really being able to start praying. That's great. Yeah. Well, as we wrap up here, you know, I know I feel super encouraged that, you know, we began with, you know, can our prayers change God's mind? Maybe that question coming from a place of, I want to change God's mind because Mm -hmm. I have better ideas. Um, But I think if we could walk away from this conversation with anything, it's that prayer is simply talking to Jesus and listening to Jesus and shaping our hearts to be more in line with God's will because his will is perfect and beautiful. Um, And so if you haven't prayed before, we want to encourage you, like, don't miss the next five minutes. Pause before whatever you're doing next. Maybe you're in the car. Maybe you're just pulling up to work. Maybe you're at home cooking dinner. Spend the next five minutes just trying to pray and seeing what that could look like for you. Um, And so we are so glad that y'all joined us today. Pastor Carrie, David, pleasure as always. As always. And we will see you guys next week on our One Question Podcast.